Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host, Brock Holiday. Today we're talking Fallout with Nikki from Tunnel Snakes Fool. So let's jump into it. excited um, to have this guest on. Uh, we've been working on and off for a couple months now, trying to get our schedules to line up. And yep. <laughs> um, uh, one of, like, probably the first TikTok creator I followed, um, I think, when mm -hmm. I joined. Uh, uh, Nikki, how are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just chilling at my desk, drinking a little glass of wine, and excited to do finally do this sorry it took so long <laughs> oh no problem uh and for anybody who hasn't uh seen her tiktok uh tunnel six fool mm -hmm. right and i always thought it was tunnel six rule because of you know fallout three mm -hmm. uh and it's so the way you did the name so subtle and clever like i love it <laughs> it's amazing yeah um the name is because i started out on tumblr because i'm like older <laughs> but i Try, I think I tried to make Tunnel Snakes Rule as a username, and this was before Fallout 4 came out, and it wasn't an option, so I did Tunnel Snakes Rule, and that's been my username since. So, pretty much everywhere except Twitter, because it's one character too long for Twitter. Oh, that stinks. Um, your, your content as uh, a slightly, I would call myself a slightly, uh, slightly above casual Fallout fan, so I really enjoy it, but I'm not mm -hmm. quite to that hardcore level. Uh, not only, like, it's just, you do so much, and it's all done so well, like, between the drinks and how you, like, how to make them, uh, I learn things from your account, and just overall entertainment, like, it's, it's a good follow if you have, or if, would you say Bethesda kind of as a whole, because I've seen Skyrim content as well. Um, yeah, I do, I try, I do a lot of, I, I mean, I'm mostly Fallout, so, but I will, I'll touch on some Skyrim stuff. Uh, and I'll touch on some other gaming stuff of interest. Those stuff don't tend to do as well on my account because it's very Fallout focused, but I, I do like to discuss a few other things, re mostly related to Bethesda, but I'll talk about, occasionally I'll talk about like Sonic the Hedgehog or things like that. Is uh, that a cat? It's my cat, Dave. <laughs> um, he is mad. Uh, I actually, it took me a while to get this, uh, we use, I use a program for anybody at home uh, for us to record in, and he wouldn't get out of my chair. Um, and now he, oh, he knows how to open the door to get down to the, my recording room, and that was him announcing himself, because I'm sitting in the chair, and he wants to be in the chair. <laughs> That's adorable. He's I amazing. definitely heard Dave, I love cats with human names, I have a cat named Joan, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what type of cat, just out of curiosity? Um, she's a, a Torby, which is like a tabby in a tortoiseshell combined you know Aww. and i don't know what she's just a american short hair you know generic cat and then i have another cat that's russian blue and uh tabby mix um just a little small gray cat and her name's kona Aww. i didn't get to pick the name she had had the name she lived in the shelter for like well over a year so we didn't want to change her name when we got her that's dave is a orange tabby so he's got Aww. all that like kind of i would call it golden retriever energy yeah uh, he's really chill that's why we adopted him and uh he loves our dogs so he'll bark he tries to bark <laughs> at like when they do like it, but it comes out really weird Aww. uh he's and he plays fetch he's he's awesome aren't you dave cat dog that's adorable <laughs> he is awesome um yeah dave you distracted me you made me lose my train of thought my bad. I, so I, I heard a cat and I was like, not. Oh, no, I was going to introduce him because he was so loud. I'm like, I can't just not talk about Dave. He, he's 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 the best. I love this. The guy. real guest tonight is <laughs> Dave uh, he, on this podcast. I will uh, send you some pictures on Discord. He likes to sit like people, too. Like Aww. when we watch movies and stuff, he'll just sit on his bottom with his belly out and it's adorable. That's so cute. I love cat. I'm a cat person, so I, I welcome the cat conversations. So. Oh, I wasn't allowed to have him growing up, so the moment I was like, I have my own money Aww. and my own place, I'm getting some goddamn cats. 
and they're awesome. I love cats. Aren't yeah. you, Davey? Um, uh, so, we will talk about it later, but I'm just going to give you some time to mentally prepare for it. Okay. I got thoughts on New Vegas, and I, I want to I wanna discuss them with you, because you are a level-headed Fallout fan. I think we could learn from each other on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll come to that yeah. later. Right now, I, I want to just, you know, every, for sports teams, everyone has, like, that first game they watch, and that's why they fell in love with that mm-hmm. team, right? Uh, for you, what was your, like, first fall experience where, not necessarily the first time you played it even, or experienced it, but the first time you're like, I really enjoy this, I want more. Yeah, um, okay, so I have, I definitely have a story queued up, and I've talked about it a couple times on my account, like, very briefly. But when I, I was in high school when um, Fallout 3 came out, came out in 08, and I think I was 15, 16 in 08, um, and I went over to this guy I did improv with, I'm an improviser of many years, um, I went over to his house and two, two of the dudes I did improv with were sitting in, on the couch and playing, one of them was playing Fallout and we were just watching and I was like, oh my god, this is gorgeous, it's so cool, um, I was so, I, and then I think the next week or so I was working at a grocery chain called Vaughn's at the time. I don't know if you're familiar, some called Safeway elsewhere, but, um, a Safeway here on here. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So Vaughn's same thing. Uh, and I think I took my money from Vaughn's and I went to Best Buy and I bought an Xbox 360 and I bought Fallout 3 and that was it. And I took it home and I played it for like eight hours and I was like, this is amazing. And it just had that kind of combination of, post-apocalyptic, which I'd always been very fascinated with. I live near nuclear power plant, which I've also mentioned a few times on my page. Um, So I've always had that, like, curiosity about nuclear energy and nuclear war. Um, Just because, you know, I would grow up and we would do drills for it in case there was some kind of, you know, disaster in our community. And it always put that on my mind. And I remember high school teachers telling us, oh, if we ever got nuked, we would be a target because we have a power plant in our community, which was like, oh, that's terrifying. You know, I'm, I don't live in a major kids, city. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think I, I, st- I was really fascinated with that element. And I was one of those weird kids who was always doodling like a mushroom cloud on my notebooks and things like that. Um, and then that coupled with the fact that I grew up in my, my mom and dad's house and my mom is an interior, was an interior designer and her whole theme is like 50s diner style. So it was like oh. a combination of those two things that I like kind of grew up around. And it was just, you know, and it's very immersive. And, you know, Liam Neeson is your dad. And like, how can you not love that? So just the combination of those things just made it super appealing to me. And it's kind of been like the only game I've really latched on to from like the outset of buying a console like that. So. And, you know, I, I grew up in and around gaming. I had a, I had a Genesis in the 90s when that was a thing, you know. Um, <laughs> and then I think I had a PlayStation 2. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really get obsessed until I hit, I found Fallout. So, sorry, that Sounds was Sounds like it was tailor-made for you, almost. Like, yeah. It was Destiny. And I, and I, I always grew up listening to, like, the AM station locally, it's called K Jewel, fourteen hundred K Jewel, and it's an AM, you know, AM's like mono. It's like not the best sound quality, but it was all like forties and fifties music, and I just really liked that. Fallout had that, and it just felt so classic for being yeah. a modern game. So, yeah, I, I, I you know, I can kind of re- relate that in a little bit. Uh, I reacted differently to learning, like. For me, I really enjoyed Fallout for, like you said, mm-hmm. the post-apocalyptic, the fascination with the nuclear part of it, and um, I love lore. Like, yeah. Put that. I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, so you know I fucking love unnecessarily complex lore. Yeah. I, I put that shit straight in my veins. Um, I had a little bit different reaction to the nuclear part of everything. I remember, like... Um, I think 9-11 happened when I was in 7th grade, 6th mm-hmm. grade. I and was in 3rd grade. It's going to make me feel old. <laughs> I mean, that's not much of a difference. Like, people true. who I talk to who are 
full adults who were not born yet, <laughs> you know, when it happened. Oh, so. I don't, oh, God, I'm so old. Death yeah. is coming. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, like, and then I, I don't, it's just something in my brain. I became compulsive. I wanted to learn about, like, consequence of war. And, like, my dad uh, is a, a veteran. He had served in the, the first Gulf War. Mm-hmm. And, like, then learning about nuclear testing and uh like the consequences of it and like i remember having like panic attacks as a kid like oh my god uh this we could all just be dead like tomorrow and And so like but fallout was a way to kind of deal with that fear in a way that yeah that absolutely makes sense right yeah it's like okay this is i don't know if it was a a weird comfort like maybe we'll be okay after you know you know yeah. It was just a way to process it that uh, wasn't me just sitting in a corner, like, shaking, you know, uncontrollably by myself, <laughs> like yeah. one does when they have a breakdown. I, t- I mean, like, I could totally see that. I don't know if you've read at all about, like, South Korea. There's this whole perception of, like, death and nuclear war, because they're right next to North Korea. Yeah. Um, and just the way that that kind of topic is broached there is so different than in our American perspective, where we're like... I'm assuming you're American because you told me Central Time and you have an American accent. But um, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I feel like our perception growing up here, especially if you grew up in the, the latter half of the 20th century, like you and I were, I mean, you more than me, but I, I definitely remember before the 20 or the 21st century, it was a perception of being like, oh, we're like untouchable and it's all going to be good, you know? So, and then post 9-11, that whole thing came crashing yeah. down. So I could see how that could be comforting working through that we got we got that like weird sweet spot where like i don't really have memories because i think what the berlin wall came down the early 90s ladies 91 91 right so yeah i don't really have memories of that but like we were in that sweet spot between like the fall of that the cold war ending and between Mm -hmm. 9 11 it was like you're right that was the we're on top of the world usa number one type shit uh like everything's going great uh, and then have that all crashing down, which is kind of like the plot of Fallout, you yeah. know, where things were robots and fucking awesome cars and Nuka-Cola, and then all of a sudden it's just gone. And yeah, that's uh, I what you mentioned Fallout Three when you were uh, telling your uh, Fallout story, and mm-hmm. I want to just I I have a favorite character and. Uh, from that game, mm-hmm. and I think she gets shit on a lot. And I just want to get Is your it opinion Moira? on her. Yes, <laughs> I love her so much because she was like, I, I I'm from the Midwest, and mm-hmm. uh, just like that unnecessary cheery like accent and like oh yeah demeanor I mean... amongst like talking about the most morbid shit. I was like, that's that's what I live in. Like this is that's the Midwest, baby. Yeah, I think. I don't think people perceive how much she was hated as much now because Fallout 3 is at the point of being pretty old, you know. Um, You're right. Um, is it 13, 12, something like that now? I can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, she – there were whole Facebook pages back before, like, Instagram was as big dedicated to hating Moira. Like, people loathed her. And I think I found her voice a little grating, um, not to to be rude to Midwesterners if that's the, the accent vibe, but my whole family is from Chicago. So um, I, I think she's, she's like a Minnesotan Midwest. Yeah, accent, it's, it's right? definitely not. It's definitely that's what I, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that or like Wisconsin. I don't know if I'm getting that right. But um, she. I, I think people's beef with her was A, her voice, and B, her making you kill yourself to write her book for her. You know what I mean? Like, that was like that was like the awesome humor of the game. I, I yeah. know. I just but thought it was I, great I love writing. Moira. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's hilarious though, because I think Bethesda knew what they were doing in creating Moira, because you know, if you blow up Megaton, Moira is the only person who survives. And I think <laughs> people were so pissed to find that out because they were like, yes, I'm going to take her out and she won't be there anymore. And then she's a ghoul, you know, and goes to Underworld. And I just, I think that's hilarious. Um, and the thirst traps for her are just so bizarre. Like, I don't know why that's what? like, a, that was a whole niche thing. Google Moira. I mean, it's going to come up. 
<laughs> Talk about the... like the the Minnesota like accent thing. It's adorable. Like you know, she's so it, cute. Yeah, it's it's but like I don't. It doesn't need to be thirst trap. Why can't we just love it, not thirst it? I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm old and I I guess I'm not 34. as thirsty as these young kids. Yeah, you know? I, I should know better by now. Uh, I've been I, on the internet long enough. I don't hate Moira though. I, I I definitely every time I'm playing, I'm like, come on, Moira. I don't want to have to go to the the mini mart and like fight the writer, raiders right now. But I I love Moira. I think she's a great. She's one of the like best quests in that game. So I don't I don't I didn't fully understand why people beefed with her so hard. But I just love that Bethesda. I feel like Bethesda anticipated people weren't going to like her and then had her continue living. After As a ghoul, right? Megaton. Yeah, so yeah. it's... And her voice doesn't change at all, either. That's part of, like, the funny thing to me. Because normally, if you become a ghoul, your voice gets, like, that raspy ghoul voice, so... But I don't yeah, hate but, Moira, so... Er, a very early troll on their part, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. Uh, I, you know, I was just kind of thinking, you were talking about, like, you went out and bought the 360 in the game. And the things that kind of got us caught in the game, and I can remember playing it, like the art style and all that, the lore, just like little gameplay stuff. I remember the uh, the mm -hmm. vampire mission. Yeah. Um, being like... Blood Ties, I, th yes. I think is what it's called. Um, yeah, that, that so is... So well written. It's such a great quest, and the perks you get from that quest where you can drink the blood bags. I, I just yes. think that's so funny. Um I'm trying to think of like that those little things. I really love. I'm. I think my favorite character, even though when you have one-on-one -on -one dialogue with him, it's pretty limited. Is Three Dog, just the him updating you about what you're doing in the wasteland and your name. You know, you have a different name each time you level up, depending on your karma. So there's a a good karma, a neutral karma, and a bad karma name for every single level until you max out. And I just loved hearing the different names that he would call you, you know? It's just so, it was so fun to me. Um, a, maybe a false sense of importance too, cause you know, <laughs> any video game, you're the center of the video game. So I just, I loved that. Such a good voice. Um, yes. Was he voiced by somebody famous or am I making that up? I'm trying to He remember. is Eric Todd. I can't think of his last name right now, but um, have you seen the Avatar? series the uh, avatar the last airbender yeah yeah he plays ko the face stealer it's a it's only he's only in like three episodes total but that's like the most notable thing i can think of that he's in um he, he's a really talented voice actor though like, he um, had such a presence i just assumed he was like super famous he's just i think he's just doing a lot of like little voice acting kind of thing you know it's harder to recognize those people who aren't actual actors you know what i mean not right. that he's not an actor but he's not acting physically in rules he's just a voice actor so kind of like he, mark hamill is at this point you know right, he's right mostly just doing that so um and he is also mentioned in fallout 4 mm -hmm. as well which is pretty cool yeah I, have you heard the story about how he was supposed to be supposedly in fallout 4 and something no. fell through okay what? so this is a rumor but I was a Fallout fan since Fallout 3, so I was, like, on the hype train before we knew anything, because it took forever to find out anything about Fallout 4, um, to the point where we had memes of, like, by the time Fallout 4 gets released, we're, like, skeletons. I don't know if right. you've seen, seen those, but... Um, That's one of the early memes. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, but he tweeted, like, Fallout fans... I just did something super exciting. I can't wait to announce it. Like, and he basically said Bethesda allowed me to do this teaser tweet. And then, you know, I think that was like 2013, 2015, or 2013, 2014. And then 2015 Fallout 4 got announced. And he tweeted again and he was like, I'm so disappointed I wasn't in the game. Bethesda never contacted me again. Like, I don't know what I did wrong. And some people speculate that he did that initial tweet years prior because he had heard that they were going to do Fallout 4 and he wasn't involved and he was trying to get involved. But, you know, there's no verification on what actually happened with that. But I remember seeing his tweet back in the day and then realizing he wasn't going to be in Fallout 4. And I was so sad because, you know, the proximity he was so close. It, it could have been easily him instead of Travis. But, oh, well. Right. Um, 
Sorry, you know, talking it, a lot. <laughs> no, you're good. No, that's the whole point of a podcast, really. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, I w- it would have been nice to have it, but as so, this is a you mentioning that in Fallout Four, um, way way before Damage Boost podcast was a thing. I mm-hmm. tried to do a YouTube channel and a pod- like a visual podcast. Um, and I don't remember what I even called it at this point. But I would, and it was right around when Fallout 4 got released, and I obviously, I was a huge fan. Like, mm-hmm. but that was, Fallout 4 and uh, Mass Effect Andromeda felt like, the, for me, like the very first time, fan bases were just being ungrateful, shitty little bastards, mm-hmm. and like trying to get games shut down and canceled because they didn't get what they wanted, and I hated yeah. it. But I'd been a person who's like, okay, I'll go to the Fallout subreddit, they'll be chill. That's not a great idea. I no. posted, because uh, I wanted to do, uh, I think at the time I was trying to make like a uh, why I love, and then insert the game here. Uh-huh. I was going to do why I love Fallout 4, and I was like, alright, post it on the Fallout 4, uh, Fallout, just the regular Fallout subreddit. What's your favorite part about Fallout 4? Well, I, you know, I, ba- I explained what I was doing. First comment, nothing. And then, and then most of the comments after that were about how it wasn't New Vegas. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, people. And so... Yeah, the uh, subreddit's a mess. Like, yeah, so <laughs> Reddit uh, in general is very hit or miss. Um, I try to stay off it more than I'm on it anymore. It used to be, like, my go-to thing in college, but, like, now it's just... Yeah. It's almost, like, too 4chan-y with its bitterness. It's definitely it. gotten worse. I, I hit the front page of Reddit, like... I don't know. Back in March, and then I think since then I have not want to look wanted to look at it because to this day I have like 500 notifications every time I look, and I'm like, that's overwhelming. Um, I I don't know. It's just yeah, it's gotten really toxic. Luckily, the thing I hit the front page for was really positive. Everyone was mo- for the most part really nice. I mean, obviously I got people who were like sending me death threats and shit like that, but um, yeah, Reddit. Especially the Fallout community on Reddit. It's like the so people gross. who who don't want to show their faces, you know? Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's Reddit's pretty anonymous. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry you had that experience. <laughs> right, um, but I bring that up because... Um, actually, I actually don't remember why I bring it up, but I know where I'm going to go with it now. Uh, remember I told you about the brain injuries earlier, so sometimes I just mm-hmm. forget stuff. <laughs> um, but it's Fallout 4... Um, again, it gets shit on unnecessarily, but it it has for me some of the best Sorry. side quests in the entire series. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Valentine, Valentine, whatever I can't remember right now off the top of my head. Valentine, probably my favorite character, maybe mm-hmm. side character in any of the games. Like so, voice oh, yeah. acting, so fucking good. His story's interesting. I know that voice actor is like a. Bethesda go-to. He's in I mean, he's every single Mr. Gutsy, Mr. Handy in Fallout 3 and Fallout Alton 4. Fuck. Yeah, and he's in Skyrim. You know, he's Mercer Gray? Is that Frey? Yeah. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a really good voice actor. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. And uh, I, think, I think I know why you like him so much. Do you want to know the, like, behind-the-scenes reason? Yes, I do. He was the first character they developed for Fallout 4, before they even chose a location, they had developed a storyline and quests for Nick Valentine. Okay, well that so, makes a lot of sense, that's mm-hmm. why he's so fleshed out. He's super fleshed out, so yeah, I wish the only thing, my only thing with Nick Valentine is they have that moment after you do the Kellogg quest where you get that piece of his brain which is so gross um, where Nick Valentine talks like Kellogg for just you come out of like the simulation or whatever where you're going through his memories and nick valentine says something as kellogg and that's it and i was like are we gonna get more like is he gonna be saying other kellogg stuff so i kept him as a companion for like the rest of the game and that's the only moment and i was like oh i wish they had done more nick valentine like becoming kellogg or having that integrated into his personality more but it was just that one off line so i'm i'm a big baby and uh, when that happened for me, I'm like, oh no, like, I don't want to lose him. Like, please say that's the last time yeah. it happened. Which, I agree with you, like, now looking at it, it would have been so freaking interesting. And, like, it could have been a cool way to, like, flesh out more of each mm-hmm. of those characters. But at the time, I was like, please, I love him too much. I don't, don't hurt him. Yeah. I mean, 
For me, like with Fallout 4, Kellogg and Nick Valentine are my favorite characters. And I know Kellogg's evil and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But um, he's so well written. I, I really enjoyed his quest. Um, it was so different to go into his memories and experience his life. And I just loved seeing the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, I'm from California and I, that was exciting for me. And I, I honestly, I've said this many times, but I would play a standalone game where you are Kellogg prior to the events of Fallout 4. And I know it's not a role-playing game. You would be a character, but he, he's just so interesting to me. So I would love to, I'd love to see him again. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see him again. Uh, the, oh, uh, the other one, uh, my second favorite character and maybe one of my favorite stories in any of the games um, is the robot Curie. And, uh, yeah, and I, I just brought her on, I'm like, oh, the accent's, uh, like, and she's, like, kind of sassy, and I'm like, I, I enjoy this, let's, let's hang out. And eventually you can get her, uh, a synth body. Mm-hmm. And that was, cr- and, like, and she could go out, because she's, uh, she kept talking about, I, I, if I remember correctly, like, she kind of felt like this wasn't her real body, her real, you know, yeah. um, thing, and, like, especially nowadays, that's, you know, so relevant with, for a lot of people, and, yeah. Um, playing that back then, I was like, this is a, like, I loved her story, and, like, again, because people just didn't get what they wanted, and they bitched about it, they missed out on things like this. Like, this is, her story is just one of many really good side quests in that game. I think, yeah, I mean, her and all of the companions just have, I, that's the part of Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is, is not my favorite, like, I will admit that. Um, but I still love the game, and I've gotten to this point, as, especially as I've gotten older, too, I, you know, I, I just have appreciated for everything we're going to get from Bethesda at this point, and mm-hmm. I love Fallout 4. Um, it reminds me of, like, a certain point in my life, and, like, I, it was around the time where I met my husband and stuff like that, so it's, it's pretty nostalgic in that way, and all of those companion quests are just so interesting and well-written, and I really love that you know, your character can romance both, like, men and women, which I thought was really cool, no matter the gender of your character, and I think I, I romance every single option every time I play through that. Me too. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, too. You want to I, I see You want to get that dialogue. Bit. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's funny, too. There's some really, I don't know if you've had this interaction, but if you have um, Kate and McCready, or not McCready, Hancock, and you're trading companion. You know, when you go from one companion to the other, your two right. companions will interact with each other. Like, Kate and McCready will, or not McCready, Hancock will talk about having a three-way, which always cracks me up every time. <laughs> like, and it's on um, brand. And, you know, they're just so, and I love the companions of Fallout 4. They're so compelling. They're McCready. so interesting. And, uh, McCready has like a heartbreaking backstory. I was so sad. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm yammering yeah. on, but uh, I, I agree. I think the, all of the companions have a really good backstory and that was the part of Fallout 4 that made Fallout 4 because people complain, you know, there's a lot of fetch me quests and a lot of dungeon quests where you're you know, helping a settlement, that kind of stuff. Even, like, the the main quests for There's the different factions. Your help, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but th- those companion quests are just not that. They're interesting, they're different, and I love that element of Fallout 4. Uh, so, I have two different things I definitely want to cover. Um, one, I think we could talk about real quick, and I'm going to rely on your expertise on this because I'm not as familiar with this stuff, but... Mm-hmm. One of the things I think that helped kind of propel um, Fallout lore and kind of get it out there for people that n- maybe even don't play video games mm-hmm. is um, the the lore with the different vaults and why they're yeah. created has a very uh, SCP Foundation feel to it. Is that what the like you know the kind of creepy pastas with all the the monsters oh, okay. or whatever? Yeah. Um, but basically. Like, you know, and like those are super fucking interesting. Um, I, I the like one I always think off the top of my head is the one where the guy just got left with a box of puppets. <laughs> yeah, Vault Seventy Seven. That's such a good one. Um, that one is so fun too because you know I don't know if you know this. I, 
but they teased Fallout 3 prior to Fallout 3 being released. They released uh, like a comic online. Uh, you can still find it archived on Bethesda's like archive sites, um, where they tell the story of Vault 77, the guy with the puppets. And then when you get into Fallout 3, you can find the vault suit. And I think at Paradise Falls, they talk about, oh, that vault suit's like haunted, you know, because that guy, if you read the comic, he, he's in the vault, he like loses his shit. He only has puppets, then he leaves the vault and he he's like murdering people he's he's fully lost it so i loved how that was integrated that like teaser into the game and they they definitely do a really great job and you know fallout comes from the late 90s when a lot of storytelling in games is just reading blocks of text you know yeah. and i think for maybe for us older people it's like a lot more interesting to have those elements that kind of remind us of that like storytelling in video games from our childhood um because, you know, gaming's kind of moved away from that type of storytelling where it's you have to read to actually get to the story. So I think Fallout's kind of retained that. You know, you can go in and read the story, especially in Fallout 4 has a lot of visual storytelling with the skeletons you find. Yep. So, you know, you'll see, so, you'll see a couple sitting on a bench holding hands, and then sometimes you'll be able to find, like, a computer, and it will tell the story of what was happening, or, like, a diary entry or a note or whatever, so... Super good. Sorry, I'm... No, no, you're you're great. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, vault story that wasn't featured in one of the games? I think <laughs> not featured in any game. It is featured in that comic I mentioned. Yeah. Vault sixty nine and Vault sixty eight are hilarious to me, and they're essentially the same concept but flipped. So Vault sixty nine, I believe, is ninety nine women and one man. And then Vault 68 is the opposite. Um, and I just think that's hilarious. And then there's there's another vault where it's like a bunch of people and a panther. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's not all of these are lore friendly. Um, but I just I find those very funny. I, I, I want to see the panther one in the game. I want to see how that vault played out because I don't think it went well. <laughs> there was also the one with the yearly sacrifices that was kind of... Oh, God, kind of crazy. Uh, and all they had to do Vegas, was say right? they didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but that is that's in Vegas Vault. Yes. Oh, God. Brutal. But so fascinating. And I love the like thought that they put into that. And the Fallout Bible has a lot of those details. Um, it's not necessarily canon, but some stuff has later been made into canon because Bethesda's used it as a like kind of a guidepost for their games and so interesting. Hey, it's kind of like how they used to do Star Wars stuff where they take stuff from books and like mm -hmm. then make it canon later because it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, in a weird way how comics are being used to shape the the TV and movie universes and so, you know, pick and pull. Yeah. And I'm fine with that, you know? It's yeah, I think it's cool and Fallout does an interesting thing too where they, they do use stuff like Nuka Break some of the stuff from that I believe it's a YouTube series um, has made it into Fallout and stuff like that is, is really cool um, even mods like people have worked on have made it into the lore you know through Creation Club so it's, it's definitely it's pretty cool <laughs> uh, so the next thing I want to talk with you about and I'm going to give you a little bit of my background on it uh, w why I feel this way so I am okay. old enough and um, to remember New Vegas when it was released, right? Mm -hmm. And it was unplayable at launch. I don't know if you remember, like, it was so buggy and it would freeze and, you, like, save files get corrupted it, until updates came out for it. it. It was basically unplayable. Yeah. Um, and that was put a real, for us who, like, bought it pretty early and all that, uh, and at the time, I didn't really have great internet, so, like, getting the patches and all that was not something I could just do. Uh-huh. Um, had a little bit of better taste in my mouth. But whatever. Time moves on. Whatever. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I, I eventually played through it. It's I, I enjoyed it. I thought, personally, I think it's the least... Uh, I, I It's my least favorite main quest, and it's my least favorite game to look at. Because mm -hmm. I thought the other than um, Vegas, it was it was the rest of it was kind of bland. 
Yeah. Um, even with three, at least the green tent, I actually actually think added to the game and yeah. like the storytelling. But but I don't hate New Vegas. It just it wasn't my cup of tea, and that's okay. I'm not. Everything I like doesn't have to be the best, and everything I yeah. like doesn't have to be the worst. You know, like and whatever. But this has to do with the a lot to do with the Reddit community. The fandom. The fandom for Fallout Three, or Fallout uh, New, New Vegas, Vegas. Sorry. Yeah. I might have misspoke the whole time, but Fallout New Vegas is what I meant to say. No, I, uh, I get you. Uh, um, is so toxic. You're not allowed to like anything if you are going to comment with the, in, within that community of any other games, because they will bring it back to, well, New Vegas this, New Vegas that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Obsidian did this, they you know, Bethesda fucked them on this. And like I'm not a Bethesda stan, I would say. I think mm-hmm. they get unnecessarily shit on because... Of like that it's not kind of their toxic- initial IP. Well, it is their IP now, but they didn't develop right. it. You know, right? But they made it a household name, right? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, even, like they <laughs> they they rebooted Prey. I don't know if you played the 2017 Mm-mm. reboot of Prey. It's it is if you have. I think it's on everything, but it is the best atmosphere in a game I've ever played. And it's, yeah. If you have Game Pass, I I don't I don't know if it's still on there. Or not. It was at one point. Please play it. And okay. if, you, if you don't want to spend the money, I will buy it for you. Just because I want more people to play it. It's so yeah. fucking good. But I it, do have Game Pass, so. Okay, if it's on there. If not, let me know. I will hook you up. Um, it is, but going back to it, we're kind of at uh, everything's LOL, Bethesda's bad. Anything they do, right? And, like, that's Fallout 4 felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I although New Vegas is objectively a good game, Mm-hmm. But the fa- the Fallout fandom is just so like you're not allowed to critique it. And yeah. It's so frustrating. It's led, and I'm better about it now. But I hated that game for so long because of the fan base for it. I uh, mean, I, I want to get your thoughts Reddit. on all that. Yeah, don't go on Reddit. Like <laughs> yeah, Reddit is toxic. You know, I think the fandom was a lot worse on Reddit. Sorry, Reddit. Don't come for me, Reddit. But like, you know, people are so critical on Reddit, and I think. You know, there's a whole Fallout New Vegas subreddit, and I think that those people should gravitate to there if they want to, like, suck the dick of New Vegas forever Mm -hmm. and eternity. And I love New Vegas. Like, it is absolutely one of my favorite games. I always say that my favorite games are tied, Fallout 3 and New Vegas. Um, And, you know, like you said, Bethesda made Fallout a household name. Like, as much as people want to think that Interplay and Black Isle before they became defunct and eventually they became Obsidian um, made it a household. You know, if you go back and play those original Fallout games, they're great, but you know, it's that late 90s, like turn based. It's kind of boring. It's very bleak. You know, you don't actually get to really explore. You go into a cell and you load that cell and that's it, you know. So I don't understand like the thinking that. Obsidian is God because they created New Vegas. They're not, you know, like Fallout 3 is wonderful. It's a different game. And I think, I mean, if I'm going to throw like my critiques of New Vegas, I may as well um, to support your argument that like people fanboy way too hard over it. I love the storytelling. I love the companions. I love the main quest, but it is a pretty small game. Like, yes, it's, the map you're blocked by those mountains like the map may look big if you go and google the map right now those mountains that you see surrounding either side of the like the main map you can't go past and and if you do like through console commands or whatever it's empty space you know there's nothing really there um and i think it honestly makes that game i i I mean i don't know off the top of my head but it's probably a third the size of the map of fallout 3 and Fallout 3, you know, if you go in and explore, you can go past the borders to some mm-hmm. extent before it says, do, you know, turn around. Um, and Fallout 3 has a lot of merit, and I don't think it gets enough credit for that. And to, to New Vegas people who are, like, fanboys like that, um, and I'm a, fan, I'm a fanboy of it, you know, I'm not, like, a toxic fanboy, but you got to remember that Fallout 3 is the only reason New Vegas exists, because mm-hmm. they used all of that... I mean, I know a lot of people aren't modders. I I create mods for New Vegas. um, And the only reason I create them only for New Vegas is because Fallout 3 didn't get that update until, what, I don't know, like a month ago, (laughs) where 
now it finally works for people. Um, I don't know if you're aware, they had major issues on Windows 10 and all that. Windows 8 even was pretty bad. But um, now that it's been updated, so the Steam version works a lot better now. It's a, a little more stable. It was just hard for the modding community because who's going to download it? Um, if you, well, all this tangent goes into, if you go into the game files for Fallout New Vegas, it's all Fallout 3. It'll be like, hmm. point lookout, guardrail, <laughs> you know, like it's all Fallout 3. And we wouldn't have New Vegas if it weren't for Fallout 3. So give Fallout 3 some credit, people. <laughs> right. And another thing that I think, the argument that really annoys me is they say, well, uh, Obsidian was not given a lot of time by Bethesda. Yeah, uh, and they had, and they, Yeah, and they like, they had all these plans, but they couldn't fit them in. Like, they knew. They agreed to that time. Mm -hmm. And they knew they had that amount of time. So I don't mm -hmm. want to hear about how great it would have been if they were the full time, because they knew they were going to have that time. And that, really, that really frustrates me. It's not like um, with Andromeda, where they thought they were going to have another, I think it was like another year and a half to work on the game, and then mm -hmm. EA was like, no, fuck you, let's, money time, bitches, let's go. And then completely, you know, released a, uh, and as much as I love, I actually do, I think Andromeda is a solid game. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but at launch, it was a fucking mess because EA pushed the developers when they weren't ready. And you could argue that Bethesda in a way, but they were also given, they, it wasn't like a subtle thing. They knew the time. Yeah. And I, and it's, and it, I shouldn't let it affect my opinion of the game because people are dumb, but it sometimes affects my opinion of the game. No, I, I think that's natural, you know? And Josh Sawyer, the lead, you know, this this guy was the one who made the original Fallouts and stuff like that. He said it himself. He was like, yeah, we fucked up, you know? Like, that's the reason Fallout New Vegas had a lower rating from the outset. Like, we had bugs. And he has been one of the biggest defenders of Bethesda, and he was, you know, I don't, he's not an Obsidian um, anymore. He kind of got me too'd. I don't know if you've seen all of that, but um, he was like, yeah, no, we, we fucked up. Like, we, we didn't fix everything. It wasn't a great game. And um, I just think it's funny that New Vegas stands are in a different position than the, like, lead developer and designer of the game. You know, like, he's right. like, no, 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 we definitely didn't do the best we could have. Like... And they fixed it down the road, um, but people got to remember, this is back in the day, like, I don't know if you remember this, people, we were buying DLCs on disc. On disc, like, yeah. Yeah, people don't remember that that was how, like, it worked back in the day, like, but yeah, it was not as easy as it is now, where you can update and we all have faster internet and stuff like that, so, yeah. Uh, uh, and my second cat came down, her name is Daisy, I don't know if you heard her, she was... She's not as friendly. She just likes to she likes to sit near you, but she doesn't like to let you pet her. That's kind of her deal. Uh, she's a sweetie, though. Uh, but to kind of also piggyback with on what you were saying, uh, and this is this is not me saying the game is bad, but I just want to have this discussion with you as two mm -hmm. mature adults who both enjoy Fallout. Uh, yeah. Matthew Perry is a big fan of Fallout, uh, did the voice for, um, what's his name in New Vegas. Yeah, Benny. Uh, really, like, not, in my opinion, felt like for somebody who is supposed to, at the time, especially back then, that was like, I think Friends was still on the air. Mm -mm, if not, not just Not anymore. It, I think they went off in like, 06, 04. I can't remember. Okay. But New Vegas was 2010. Okay, so, but that was, like, I still remember, like, it was on TBS or whatever, like, constantly. It was still, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was, he was big enough, uh, but yeah. it just felt like he, it was not a good performance, I didn't think. <laughs> I love Benny, personally. Oh. Um, I love Matthew Perry. I yeah, just right. think he's a, I like him too. a funny guy. But, um, no, I, I mean, I see what you're, he's not like a, he's not like an Italian kind of, I mean, Benny is so, po I'm Italian, so I'm speaking from my, whatever, Goldhurt's perception of, what that role was supposed to be, but he was supposed to be, you know, the, the, the gangs of New Vegas were supposed to kind of replicate back in the day when the ma mafia, you know, the mafia built Vegas, Las Vegas yeah. in real life. And he was kind of, that's what they were kind of going for in, you know, they have the Omertas, then they have, um, the Geckos, which is what Benny's last name would have been. It never got actually into the game, but it's in the files of the game. Um, he was supposed to be like an Italian mob boss, and Matthew Perry's like, I don't know. He's, he just doesn't have that vibe. He does you know not what I have mean? that like, energy, yeah. 
But um, I do like Matthew Perry, and I the way he got that role was going on Ellen and gushing about Fallout, um, <laughs> Fallout Three, um, which I think is hilarious. Um, so you know, I, I there's a special place in my heart for Matthew Perry, um, <laughs> his performance. I know it's it's kind of goofy, but I can't I can't hate on him. I, I love him. I, I'm not a big Friends fan, but you know, Chandler's like probably the only character I would like out of Friends. Um, <laughs> I can accept that. My, my other uh, question or uh, discussion piece I want to have with you on mm-hmm. my critiques of Fallout New Vegas, the, the, the story for the protagonist you play is their courier carrying this chip, uh, Benny j- and what, two other dudes jump you, shoot you in the head, right? And mm-hmm. you wake up later and like, hey, uh, I fucking saved you, got shot in the head. Like... Mm-hmm. Doc and Mitchell. It, right, and then you're like, I gotta get that chip back. Now, this is this is just for me, and I, I will admit I am a coward. I am not somebody who's going to seize the day. I'm not going to fight a bunch of people. Uh, I am living in a post-apocalyptic world where, you know, things are mutated, Trying to everything's trying to kill you, everyone's trying to kill you, resources are slim. I get mm-hmm. shot in the head, right, carrying some other dude's package at a shitty job I'm probably not making a lot of money at. Mm-hmm. And I get saved by a dude who's not expecting anything in return. I'm not going back to figure out what happened to that thing I was carrying for somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? I would not in any way be motivated to figure out that mystery. I'm like, I'm alive. I'm not going to fuck with anybody. They obviously didn't. They wanted it more than I wanted it. And I'm going yeah. on with my life. That was my only thing. I get three. I get four. Three, I mean, three is three and, three and four are, you know, it's Father son, basically, or yeah. mother daughter, or mother son, or is it <coughs> parent child? Um, yeah. And that that motivation makes sense. Like everybody can relate to that. But with New Vegas, like I don't think any uh, it wasn't as relatable as a story as the other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I I mean, you don't necessarily have to interact with Benny to complete that main quest. Um. I think you do have to like kill him at some point, but you don't have to like go back and confront him necessarily in the way that you do if you kind of go that route. But I honestly, for me, I felt like I had that issue with Fallout 4 where I didn't relate to that main quest as much. I'm not a parent myself. I want to have kids. Um, but I was like, I don't know this baby or my husband and, you know, cause I, I normally play as a female character in Fallout 4, but I felt like that with Fallout 4 where I was like, I don't relate to this at all. Like the kid I saw for two seconds, like, do I really care? Do I really want to save him? You know, like, I, I, I agree with you on Fallout 4, by the way. I did. I wasn't as motivated, but I just felt like in general is more relatable story. But yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Fallout 4's main, main story either in, in, what, in that respect. Mm-hmm. What I enjoyed really about New Vegas, it, it was different. You know, it, it felt it has that vibe of the original Fallout games. It's a different connection to the story than a familial connection. And I thought that part was interesting because it was different than Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. And I liked it overall. I love, I mean, you know, I love, I love New Vegas. I'm not like annoying about it, but I definitely love the game. Um, And I enjoyed exploring and and I liked exploring the wasteland. What was really compelling to me is like, if you go into the lore of why, why, the Mojave isn't as radioactive as other parts of the U.S. in the Fallout lore. It's because Mr. House had, like, created a missile defense system and basically blew up almost all of the bombs. I think it was, like, seven total that actually landed in that area. So I thought that was an interesting element of, like, oh, you know, like, it's not as destroyed as the rest of the U.S. Like, what, how does that change the way the wasteland works? So I found I found that element really compelling for me. But, I mean, I can see what you're saying, like, why does Doc Mitchell give a shit? You know, maybe, I don't know. Did he take the Hippocratic Oath? I guess that's why he actually <laughs> treats you, you know? So um, it's definitely interesting. And I, I think for me, I was like, oh, yeah, I want revenge. And then I always end up using Black Widow and sleeping with Benny. Um, and I just, I, I love that that's an option. I think it's really funny. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely really, I, I found it interesting and compelling and, not I uh, for me Fallout Four is the one that I don't find as compelling, but I I love Fallout Three. Um, no, no, that's I, that's why I asked your opinion. I like I like other perspectives are, yeah. are healthy for all of us. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, like, people get so heated about what game is their favorite and whatever, and it's like, come on, guys, like, you just let people have their fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it's, and it, it's just going to sound weird because I just went after Fallout New Vegas, but I think when it comes not to Not maliciously. Game, not no. maliciously. I try to be yeah. as diplomatic as possible. Um, but, like, when it comes to games that have uh, a long series or, you know, even, like, you can go with Mario, like, there are people mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, all the 3D stuff's crazy, like, you gotta play the, the Super, or the NES, or the SNES, like, mm-hmm. it's just, every one of those games is gonna be somebody's for entry to that series, so, yeah. and, and if that's their favorite because it was their entry, that's fine, like, it's okay. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't have everyone's experience doesn't have to. I, I'm not saying you. I'm, I'm saying the, the the collective general. Sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, um, every everybody's experience doesn't have to be your experience, and mm-hmm. it's not going to. And I wouldn't want it to be. You know, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, and people get. I don't know. I think it's a lot of the younger audience too that gets really heated, and as everybody gets older, they're kind of just like whatever, you know. Like I, I was even at that point. I was like mad about a lot of elements of Fallout Four. Like specifically, this is a really like weird thing to be pissed about. But I was like, why is it so colorful? You know, like yeah. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas is yellow, and Fallout Three is green. And I was like, I want that like, I want that like element of it. And obviously, you have the glowing sea and the storms and all that, which was like a really new cool addition but for me I was like I want that like green tint you know like I was weirdly nostalgic for that um and it's like after as I got older I was like hey, you know what like I, I just want to let people have their fun and enjoy things and I found elements of all of the games that I like love you know and yep. I think the only game I really have a hard time with and I'm I'm not to diss anyone who really likes 76 I just can't get into it you know I've tried many times and you know, they released it with no, um, like, non-companion players, and finally they added them after the fact, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll try it again, and I have a few times, and I just, I can't get into it, and I've tried really hard. I think the lore is interesting, so I have read a bit about it, um, of West Tech and all that stuff, but that's the only one I can't force myself to get into, but I'm not angry at the game's existence like a lot of people seem to be because it, it's a testing ground for Bethesda to test things for Fallout 5 or future games, you know, and I, I appreciate that element of it. And also it's brought in, brought in, it's brought so many people into the franchise that are were younger when the other games came out. And, you know, I get a lot of messages of people who are like, oh my god, I finally went back and I played Fallout 3 because of your account and I love it. Like, why haven't I played it before and stuff like that. So... You know, all games are valuable in one way or the other. Even if I don't personally enjoy them as much as I do other ones, I think they they add something to the franchise, you know? Yeah, and I I agree. I will say, uh, on the 76 thing, um, my favorite part about it, uh, it's not even, like, the gameplay part, and you talked about, like, the lore, that all the creatures uh, are either uh, actual creatures that were there at one point, like the giant sloths were prehistoric, Mm -hmm. There or things like Mothman and the uh, alien is also from a very famous uh, yeah. West Virginia. They're all cryptids. Yes. Of West Virginia, and it's it's awesome. They, I mean, they just did so much research. And it, what the hell is going on in West Virginia, where they have like five hundred? Like, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but right. you know, I live in California, and I googled. I was like, cryptids, California, because after I was looking at Fallout seventy six, I was like, do we have all this like lore? And I could find like three things total, you know. And I was like, wow, West Virginia. They're drinking a lot of moonshine out there or something, <laughs> you say, know? As, as someone who lives in uh, places that get awful dark winters, I think it's just because, like, we go crazy for, like, three or four months out of the year. Yeah. So that, that shit happens. And there's not, uh, there's not a lot of stuff to do out here. It's just really not. I mean, you know, I'm one of those people who believes in some of the mythical stuff, and I, I like to think some of those cryptids might be real. I don't know. but um, I'm all yeah. in on Mothman. It, all, to be real. Uh, Mothman is so cool. I really liked the element of Fallout 76 I liked as they included, like, peaceful Mothman, and then there's, like, a malicious Mothman, and I just really liked that. That was, like, one of the... I was one of the people who was in the test run before they did the beta. Um, you know, I think it was just they offered it to people who were on Xbox and pre-ordered. Um, not that I'm, like, special or anything. I'm not, like, a <laughs> YouTuber who got, like, one of those canvas bags or whatever, but... Um, 
I played it, and, like, I think one of the first quests I did is, like, there, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's, like, a peaceful Mothman, and you, like, get a blessing from him or something like that, and I was like, oh, this is so cool, like, they did such a good job creating that mystery, and, um, I, I wish I could play that game more. The biggest issue I have with 76 is it doesn't work for me. I have installed it on many different Xboxes. We have three Xboxes in my household, two Xbox One and one of the newer Xboxes, and it just doesn't work. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't get that game to work properly, so that's my, my biggest beef with that game. Yeah, and it, it does, it still has, at least in my gameplay experience, so it still has quite a bit of uh, issues running mm -hmm. in general, I think. Um, but overall, we still, even though we could probably both agree it's lowest for us on the Fallout game totem pole. It still it has value. Wait. But we, yeah, we still both have something from it that we're like, yeah, this is nice. We like this. Absolutely, and I'm kind of the same way with the original Fallout games. I suck at their original Fallout games, and I'm like the first to admit it. People will be like, do you play them? I'm like, yeah, terribly. I'm so bad at them. I'm not great at turn-based gaming. I don't do D&D &D or anything like that, so I'm not like good at that kind of mentality that goes into like calculating the odds and whatever, you know? So um, I've tried, but I really love reading the lore, and the same goes for Fallout 76. Like, I love reading the lore and learning about the games, and I, I think they do they do a great job of storytelling through those things and through the robots before they added the, you know, dialogue characters. So, you know, I don't know. It's not my favorite, but I still like, I love a lot of elements of it. So. Yep. I, I agree. And I hope Fallout Ford and isn't the last one we see for a while. Cause I, I would, I, I was probably a bigger fan of the Elder Scrolls series be before, um, but in the last five or six years, I probably shifted to be more of a Fallout fan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but for, you know, the Elder Scrolls series, it's been re-release of Skyrim over, over and, and over, over, over and over. <laughs> and I'm just hoping we don't have that huge gap like we're getting in the Elder Scrolls series between Fallout 4 and Fallout 5. I mean, we will. <laughs> I'm sorry to break your, uh, burst your bubble there, but like... What was it? Fallout 3 came out, and I uh, people are always like, well, Fallout New Vegas came out in 2010. I don't count that. That was made by a different studio, yep. you know. Same as I don't count 76. Again, not made by the main Bethesda studio, one of their offshoots. I think the Houston one, if I'm going going off the top of my head on that. But um, Fallout 3 came out in 08, and then Fallout 4 came out in 15. Mm -hmm. Like, a considerable gap like eight years that's a long time and then you know um skyrim came out in 2011 it's 2021 we still haven't gotten a new elder scrolls game and starfield's coming out before that i'm gonna say 2023 for the next elder scrolls which puts us on at least 2025 for the next fallout and whenever i say that people are like oh you're wrong blah 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 that's not gonna happen and i'm like I mean, Todd Howard in an IGN interview a couple days ago just said they only have one sheet on Fallout 5. One no. sheet. No. <laughs> one piece of paper. Like You have all that Microsoft money now, Todd. Do some shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't say... He said that they, they have not ruled out giving it to another studio, which I would imagine be some other thing that Microsoft owns, which, you know, people are like, oh, Obsidian, and I'm like, guys... Everyone who worked on Fallout New Vegas, barring one dude, is gone. Yep. Like, I don't understand people's obsession with Obsidian. I think they're great. I'm, like, personal friends with people who work at Obsidian. They're amazing. But it's not the people who made New Vegas. It's not the people who made Fallout 2. Like, let it go, guys. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't understand that obsession with Obsidian personally. But um, I think any other studio that they throw it off to, or at least I hope, could do a good job, you know, because I think, I mean, if we're going to be real, Todd Howard's baby is Elder Scrolls. It's not Fallout, so right. I'm super down with another studio handling it, whether that be Obsidian or any of other things that Microsoft owns, so we'll see. Just hopefully they don't do what they did to Banjo-Kazooie, and <laughs> I don't know if you're uh, played that mm -hmm. game at all, but Nuts and Bolts was, it was not not what people were expecting from that series. 
I was thinking of Microsoft properties that they've kind of mishandled when they've acquired them, and that was definitely one yeah. of them. The other I whole, mean, Rare didn't really make anything for me that I enjoyed from like from the Microsoft acquisition until Sea of Thieves, and mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, now I can get into this. This is pretty good. I mean, I'm hoping that I hear the cat again. Um, <laughs> He's very I'm, annoyed. I'm not in bed yet. Aww. <laughs> I'm ho- I'm just hoping that the acquisition. A lot of people are pissed about the acquisition because of exclusivity on consoles and whatever. And you know, I, I, I'm I mean, an Xbox guy, so I'm all about that shit. Like, please. I have play Xboxes too, so I'm not as. I mean, I would love cross compatibility, and I would love cross play. You know, like all of that stuff. But let's be real; it's gonna be Microsoft. Like, I'm okay. sure there's gonna be Microsoft exclusives. Why else would they acquire it? The IP, yeah, that, the company. They had to compete with the PlayStation IP, and that's exactly. the best way to do it. I mean, PlayStation's Play- hoarding Spider-Man, damn it, so let us have Fallout. I know, PlayStation, what, has Spider-Man, has Last of Us, a couple other games, I don't know. Ratchet I mean, and Clank, user. it's pretty... Yeah. Little Big uh, Planet. The people who Even think Red. that a, a multi-billion dollar company is going to shell out millions and millions of dollars for a company and not make it exclusive are high because like that's what's going to happen and maybe not every single game but some games desirable franchises are going to be exclusive to xbox and pc um (laughs) let's just be real like I, i hate to say that to people who are you know playstation users but like even when Skyrim came out, some of the DLC only came out on Xbox first, and then it, I don't remember how long it took, like a year or something like that, for it to finally come out on PlayStation, so I, yeah, people was, are deluding themselves. That was thinking. the rumor I've been hearing, too, is, like, the exclusives will probably come, like, five to ten years down the line, mm-hmm. and then, like, in the next five years, they'll be like, all right, uh, Xbox gets this for, like, the first six months, and then it will release on PlayStation yeah. and P- or, or whatever. Um, I mean, literally, why would they purchase it yeah. if not to do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and then with Game, game Pass, everything game. that's happening with yeah. that. So, um, I'm I'm an Xbox user, so I'm biased. I don't care. You know, like, I've always been an Xbox user because I knew all that stuff that happened back in the day with um, Skyrim. I was like, there's no way. You know, they're obviously leaning towards Microsoft, so... Yeah, and uh, I, again, anybody who doesn't have an Xbox, Xbox Game Pass is the best value in gaming by far. Holy oh, yeah. shit, it saved me so much money, and honestly, it keeps me. It's gonna keep me loyal to Xbox. I'm not, I have no plans getting a PS5 at any point because no. of. Well, I don't know if you saw this. It came out, I think, yesterday or today. They're going to limit their production of the newest PlayStation. I can't think of what it's called. Um, is it the five, six? I don't five. Yeah. Um, five. Yeah. Um, clearly I'm not an Xbox user, I don't even know what it's called. Um, but yeah, they're, because of the, the stuff that's been happening with the pandemic and the microchips and everything, they're going to drastically cut back on their production. I just saw this on some, some news article today, um, and I was like, shit, you know, it's been so hard. I mean, it it was like a, you know, it was really hard. I got the newest Xbox and that was difficult. That was one of the things where you had to buy within that five seconds to actually get it, you know? I have still yet to get one. It's so fucking hard still. I'll send you a Twitter guy I follow. That was the only way I was able to do it. I appreciate that. He's an insider and he was like announcing them as they were happening. That was literally the only way. And I had all my, I had it in my cart. I wasn't able to check out initially, but then a couple months later, I was finally able to check out, and that was the only way I was able to do it. So I'll send you a link. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate that. And uh, I think with that, we could probably start uh, wrapping her up here. How Perfect. do you? How do you? Uh, or do you have anything that you want to plug or promote before we go? Um, I mean, just follow my socials. I'm Tunnel Snake's Fool on TikTok and Instagram, and I'm Tunnel Snake Singular fool on uh twitter <laughs> i don't really post there that often though but uh and I, I am working on a youtube we'll see what happens with that i want to do a fallout book club on there so follow me on youtube as well tunnel snakes fool awesome and uh, if you don't mind sending me all those links i will put them in the description of this episode will do uh, for me we have damage boost podcast on damage boost pod on twitter damage boost podcast on tiktok uh, I have a Patreon if you want to sign up and uh, help keep the lights on because I do not make money doing this. So if you enjoy the Yay. content, you want to help out, every little bit helps. Um, working on tiers for each level. Not so great at Patreon. I'm figuring it out as I go um, and I'll work on stuff there. 
and um, YouTube as well. I just post uh, stream highlights currently, uh, mostly of Phasmophobia, which is the game I've been streaming consistently. Uh, this has been great. I'm so glad we finally got this uh, scheduled Yay. and happened, and I hope to have you on again in the future. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Be good people. <laughs>